All right, guys, before we get started, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Windows 11, the official operating system of the NFL and the exclusive sponsor of the LA Chargers. The all-new Windows 11, they're here to bring you closer to what you love, like the Chargers and the final drive. Learn about all the awesome new features of Windows 11 at windows.com. And welcome in to another edition of the final drive. Chargers lose 28-13 to the Denver Broncos dropping to six and five in this wide open AFC and AFC West. And Haley, I I think you just start with Vic Fangio's defense. They had a plan for Justin Herbert and company. Justin threw two interceptions, one in the end zone, one a pick six. He was hit 10 times. He was sacked three times. And that's kind of where it started. It is. I mean, this was a one score game. Heading into the fourth quarter, it was 14 to seven with the Broncos lead. And then that defense, well, we'll specifically call out uh, Patrick Sertan came alive in that fourth. Um, This was the big game, you know, the big like mentor versus mentee game. And Vic Fangio definitely prepped his defense to play, you know, no Von Miller, who now is in L.A. across the town with the Rams. But it felt like it didn't matter with how they were able to just control this Chargers offense most of the day. And the other side to that is for as many drives as you felt like the Chargers offense had and could get going, they just, something stalled it, whether it was a turnover on downs, whether it was a missed field goal and whether it was those two interceptions at the end, they were moving the ball. But then when the defense opposing defense needed to make a play, they certainly did. You and I came on a couple of weeks ago and talked about this critical three game stretch between Pittsburgh, Denver, and Cincinnati. And I will admit, I like was like, Oh, forget, you know, let's overlook the Broncos. Let's talk about these two AFC teams. But a loss in division is big now. You know, you're two and one. And I, I forget the specific stat, but the Broncos have played the Chargers tough, tough over these last this last chunk of games. But you, you know, you could have gone three and zero in division. You could have been seven and four. Now you're six and five with a loss in division in an extremely tight AFC West. But not only that, just an extremely tight AFC in general. Yeah, a big difference. You're right between six and five and seven and four. It's been almost like a house of horrors for the Chargers up in Denver. They won, they've lost eight of nine now up in Denver. And it started at the beginning. And you could look at time of possession on the stat sheet and it evened out, but it did not start that way. And that's how the, the Broncos got up 14-0. They sustained drives. The Chargers went three and out on their first two offensive possessions. So really, each unit did not do itself any favors to start the game, Haley. 14-0, you put yourself in a hole on the road. And I know that they were down, guys. I know they were down to Sante Samuel Jr. Um, Matt Filer has been just an unsung hero on that offensive yeah. line, and his presence was certainly missed on the line today. Um, the the running game, you, you just can't get the running game going. I mean, Justin Herbert has been the leading rusher on this football team the last two weeks, four carries for 36 yards. Austin couldn't get much going on the ground today, 12 for 31. So... <sighs> I I think at some point you're going to have to figure out a way to sustain drives, especially early in games, because teams have kind of figured out a a blueprint. Keep Justin Herbert off the field. They did it enough early, Haley, to to go up 14-0. And and that's kind of the – that was kind of the the dagger at the beginning because Mm -hmm. the Chargers were not able to to get in any sort of rhythm. You know, they cut it to a one-position game at halftime, but you mentioned that fourth quarter, everything kind of unraveled. Yeah. And I think you hit on a couple of things that I will just sort of respond to. Number one, 
the fact, you know, just in terms of scoring, the Broncos were three of three in the red zone today. Yeah. You know, that helps you win. Certainly. The second thing is just, you know, when you talk about Herbert rushing, I, I mentioned it last week. I don't know if it's sustainable. Obviously you take what the defense gives you. And I believe that's what happened against Pittsburgh last week. And what they said was key. And Hey, if that lane is open and you can get, you know, a first down, go for it. But it's not a sustainable plan, especially when you get into these later months when you need to be playing your best football at the end. That is something that Brandon Staley has talked about, has preached. This game and next week against the Bengals are really two of the only cold weather games this team does have towards the back end of this year, because obviously they're playing at home in a covered (laughs) environment, whatever, so it's a canopy environment. And then they go on the road um, to Vegas and to Houston, which are both uh, and closed stadium. So, you know, you talk about wanting to run the football and football weather in the late months, that's fine. But just to give your offense that balance, just to give that, you know, what's needed to become more efficient, to be able to, you know, um, utilize play action and maybe take some shots downfield that definitely does need to get going. There are just certain things that, that we've seen. And then Justin Herbert also talked about the Broncos being great at disguising stuff, which is something that he said in regards to Bill Belichick in regards to Wink Martindale and the Ravens in regards to some of these teams that are just so stacked defensively with defensive minded head coaches or just extremely talented defensive coordinators that there is a way to maybe disguise things and maybe confuse. And again, I think sometimes we take Justin Herbert for granted because we do forget that he is only in his second season in the NFL and he'll put up these incredible performances like he did against the Steelers to come out and win that game. But then you forget, you know, that he is still young. And this was a game though, that you essentially, you know, if they're calling a Pittsburgh, a must win last week, this is certainly in that column too, especially when it comes to your division. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, you're right about Justin. You can't expect a lights out performance from him each and every week. And that is contingent on you winning or losing. There, there needs to be yeah. that complimentary aspect, whether it's on special teams, whether it's on defense, whether it's the running game. And, and I, I do think the running game with you know, Joshua Kelly, the only other person to run the football, one carry for five yards. We didn't see from Darius Bradwell on the ground. Didn't see anything from Justin Jackson. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure kind of what the right answer is at this point. Um, I, I understand that you want to put the ball in your best player's hand in, in Justin Herbert, but but the Broncos, they had something for him today. Yeah, They had something for that offense today. You know, Keenan was his usual self. I mean, he, seven for 85, Eckler six for 68, Mike Williams four for 39, a, a really tough offensive pass interference penalty in that, in that first half. Um, I, I don't know. This is like one of those just kind of, let's keep it moving to, to Cincinnati. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's be on to Cincinnati maybe for, for, for Sunday, because you know, mm-hmm. you, look what, you look at what they did against the Steelers today, they're rolling right now. And the AFC, you know, just, just to put it in perspective here, there's so many teams with eight, seven or six wins, right? It, the Chargers now find themselves kind of in the middle of this AFC West with the Raiders who were six and five beating the Cowboys with the Broncos who beat the Chargers today, now at six and five, having that tiebreaker. And then the Broncos and the Chiefs play on Sunday night football next week. So yeah, there's so much you're so right about having to just, you know, it's not even about breathing room, it's just about keeping pace in the mm-hmm. and you know, next Sunday's another must-win. Like if you want to be in that conversation of, of those seven and eight win teams, you gotta win against the Bengals in a tough environment next Sunday. 
And that team is playing so tough right now. What they did against Pittsburgh today, 41 10 was just absolutely bananas. Eli Apple, as I believe two picks in two weeks, Mix Joe Mixon was over a hundred yards in the first half. He has had four straight games with multiple touchdowns. This is a team that has a lot on the ground today, Haley. And, and we haven't even touched their receiving core, which is just, you know, I think now obviously Jamar Chase has sort of taken the headlines for them, but you look at T Higgins, you look at other guys in those receiving core, it's, it's really, really something. And that stadium from the tweets that I saw today seemed to be rocking. I was actually able to watch most of that game too. That stadium seemed to be rocking. That's going to be a really, really tough environment, but these are really important games. You know, this is another one of those wild card games. The chargers, I believe still are in the seventh spot right now in wild card contention as we are, you know, in this, uh, race right here. I know that the Browns and the Ravens are playing right now, but it's, um, it's intense. You know, this is where it's, it's starting to get really, really intense. And every single one of these games matters and you have to bring your game every week. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about how will this team respond? How will this team respond? You know, this needs to be a big response and you hope that they could get some sort of momentum to keep stacking wins, but it seems like this kind of back and forth, you know, week to week, like you lose one, you win one, you lose another one. How will they respond this week? That's a huge test and a really big test. And I guess NBC is kind of getting what they wanted with sticking the Broncos and the Chiefs in the Sunday night spot instead of uh, Chargers Bengals, because that's now apparently going to be for the division lead at this point. Yeah, I don't think they could have gone wrong with either with yeah. either game. But yeah, you're right. I mean, now with with the Broncos winning, they're six and five. They've kind of propelled themselves into a situation where. Okay, you're you're playing the Chiefs for Sunday on Sunday Night Football for first place in the AFC West, yeah. and I don't. I mean, I, you don't know what's going to happen, but these are the types of games that you have to take care of and and, and find a way to kind of have that sustained success. And, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, even last week in Pittsburgh to give up that that lead and you know almost give that game away. Um, consistency, is yeah, that's what I was going to say. They they got to execute, but they got to be consistent and. If if they could take a, a page or two out of Derwin James's book, they'll be just fine. Because I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how good Derwin was and yeah. what he did to try to keep them in the game. Like, it wouldn't have been 14-7, Haley, if it were not for that interception. And he had some punishing hits. He had that strip sack on, on Teddy Bridgewater that was, you know, I, I thought it was a fumble at first glance. Yeah. Um, he had a, a big, big hit on Javante Williams. He's such a good player. I think he was the best player on the field on, on both teams, regardless of what happened um, in the game. Darwin just, he's special. He is special. He is such a difference maker. And he is, he was clearly missed, you know, over these, la- the chunks of, you know, these last couple of years when he's been out and, and it's so good to see him back healthy and so good to see him back doing what he does best, which is just completely lighting it up out there. And, um, and he really did come to play today and he really did. He, he never let sort of the score dictate how he played or anything like that. He just crushed it out there. So yeah, absolutely. If there is a, a bright spot, it was definitely his play on Sunday. Yeah. All right, Haley, closing thoughts. We're moving on. We're moving on to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. Yeah. We mentioned it. They're playing good football right now. They beat the Steelers. They're seven and four. Uh, I, I think you said it perfectly. This is a wild card game next Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And, you know, this is obviously going to be the first meeting between Herbert, uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, as we didn't get that matchup in week one of yeah. the 2020 season. Um, 
so exciting, you know, to see that, to see two 2020 draft picks there, but there's a lot that's going to go into this game. Just Cincinnati's playing very complete football on both sides of the ball right now. And this is a really big one. And they're in that, you know, the AFC North is another one of those divisions where everyone is just kind of trying to keep pace. And it almost feels like the wild cards are going to be decided between the AFC North, the AFC West, and possibly whatever happens between the bills and the Patriots. But there are just, but it's almost every team in the West and the North that are right now just constantly kind of going at it. So this is a big one for sure. And again, we talked about, it's a critical three game stretch, but almost every single week, one of these weeks now is critical just to keep pace, just to hopefully start winning and then stacking wins week by week as we kind of creep here into the, uh, the back end of the season. Yeah. Mixon had a career high 165 yards and and that combination of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, 199 total yards. They, they, really went after the Chargers with their running backs, um, both in the run game and the pass game. And you mentioned those receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, Burrow is slinging the ball around to those guys too. So it's going to be a very tough test. Um, and, you know, again, a disappointing loss today because, it, you know, there's a big difference between six and five and seven and four. Um, but still in it. You're still in it. I was going to say, like, we'll close it on this. It's the AFC. The AFC right now is, is bananas. It's great for fans. I mean, I, I know I know it's tough for Chargers fans. As you listen to this, whether it's a, a Sunday night or a Monday, it's a difficult loss, and it's it's tough to swallow to, to lose to Denver again. But um, there's a lot of football to be played, and there's a lot of big games coming up. Cincinnati, you have the Chiefs in a couple of weeks on Thursday night football with the Giants sandwiched in between. So, Hope is not lost, but you wish you would have had this one today. Yeah, you absolutely wish you would have. And that was kind of the message after the game is just needing to execute better and needing to be more consistent. And hopefully kind of, you know, a lot of these guys have talked about the great weeks of practice that they've had, and hopefully they'll have another one and sort of just build off of that and and just kind of become a little more consistent as this, uh, this end of the season starts creeping in here, but it's not over. And uh, like you said, still a lot of games and a lot of AFC games to be played too, specifically in division, which is extremely, extremely important as we close out the 2021 year. Yep. A lot of football to be played. Hey, just like players, fans get that 24 to 48 hour, get upset, and then you're on to the next game. And we'll have you covered on Playmakers Chargers Weekly, get you ready for Bengals Chargers next Sunday. For Haley Elwood, I'm Chris Hayward. This has been the final drive presented by Windows 11.